When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, guys, uh, I got to tell you really quick uh, before we go on to anything else about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I've I've been telling you guys about them for several weeks now. Brian and I both have. uh, We love seeing you guys send us those photos on social media of you guys hanging out out there, uh, enjoying a cold beer, enjoying some wings or a burger or whatever else. Uh, It warms our heart, and I know it warms Boomer Jack's heart. Uh, We're glad that you guys are enjoying it as much as we do. I keep telling you guys specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they've got great deals the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it is the coldest beer anywhere around. And it's just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a happy hour spot for you and your coworkers. Boomer Jacks is perfect for that. If you're looking for a nice dinner spot for the family somewhere to unwind, it's a great spot too. My kids love the tableside s'mores that they bring out there. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, Boomer Jacks, man, wall-to-wall TVs. And I mean that literally. The TVs fill up the walls at Boomer Jacks. You are going to be so glad you went there. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. Is there such thing as a fan litmus test? And what I mean by that is, is there a question that you would ask a Cowboys fan that if they answered it a certain way, you would decide in your head, I'm not talking Cowboys football with this person or this person isn't a real fan or whatever else. Uh, This is something that came up on Reddit recently and Brian and I decided to kick it around on Tuesday and get some of the thoughts from the listeners on it as well. This was a topic I had seen on Reddit. Brian. And I found it to be an interesting question that I thought we could kick around here uh, with Tolos on the truckrack.com fan text 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053, and also get your thoughts on it. By the way, this was when you gave me this topic, mm-hmm. I really had a hard time with it. I'm interested to see how this is going to go. You, do you have a hard time with it because you're you're concerned about the idea of being the arbiter of truth? Like being like, there's no, a, I, d- I didn't know how to really answer the question. Well, here, here is the question. The, lit- and, the litmus test, yeah, right? Yeah, basically. And we'll All let right. you guys weigh in on the fan text. Like I said, the question Maybe is. I'll figure it out as we go along. What here. is a single question that you could ask another Cowboys fan where the answer lets you know whether or not you'd even want to engage in football talk with them? Basically, the question that just okay, says. I got one here. All man. right. Do you, do, you, do you know what you're talking about? Or don't you? And obviously, yeah. it could be as simple as like, you know, somebody saying, I don't know, something ridiculous. Like, like I mean, I know everybody's going to assume that my I would jump straight to, well, if you think Dak sucks, then I, I can't help you. I, I can't help you if you think Dak sucks. I, this this actually inspired me because somebody I remember years ago, it was not even a Cowboy fan. Somebody said their litmus test for talking to an NFL fan 
of understanding of do you watch the games uh-huh. and understand the games or are you just taking talking points and yeah. kind of doing that sort of was there they said their litmus test was Romo yeah. that if somebody said Romo sucks then it made them say okay you don't know football I can't talk yeah. football with you if you think Romo sucks right. I can't talk football with you and that was somebody who was not even a Cowboys fan that was just an NFL fan that I knew uh but I'll let I'll let you go first since I, you've got an answer what well, what, well, what is think, what is your question? I think I think if I asked you a question about Malik Hooker and you told me that Malik Hooker's like Boy, you can you could really do some great things with Malik Hooker at safety. I don't think you're watching the Cowboys play. I I really do believe that they need to be better at free safety. And if you and if you're one of those guys or gals that are super positive about Malik Hooker, I don't know if you're really watching the defense play. I don't know that I'm super positive about Hooker. I feel like Hooker doesn't. Am I too critical of Malik Hooker? Um. I mean, I, I do, no, I, I do feel like he is one of those guys that needs to be replaced on the um, de- on the defense. I think you could get better there. I don't know that you're going to easily get better there for the dollar amount. I, you know, it's weird. There's this weird. He's inconsistent. There are times where he's good, I think, and then there are other times where he's just. I have no idea what he's doing. I kind of feel like, man, this this might be just a way out of you know, swinging out of the box kind of a thing. I kind of feel like I'd rather see like Jordan Lewis move to free safety. And and maybe his the physical traits aren't there for a free safety. I mean he But he, I feel like he's super smart. He sees the field well. He tackles well enough. You can match him up. If you're gonna use Wilson and and Curse as their and, box guys. As really. those box guys that maybe you could play you could play Lewis deep, and if he's always kind of around the ball, you know? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. That's what I really like he's, about he's him. He's got good balls because he, he was a, I think he was all state uh, wide receiver when he played yeah. at Cass Tech in high school. So, I mean, Jordan Lewis played receiver in high school. He's got ball skills. He is physical. He's smaller, but he'll, he'll, he he has no fear. If you told me that, if you told me another one, if you told me Israel McQuamu is not really a good player as a bust, I, I don't think you're watching no. the game either. Now I don't know how much me. you would have gotten a chance to have seen him, but when we see him, he looks good. Yeah, I you know, I mean, we 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 have the the you know, we're fortunate we get to watch him in practices and stuff like that. And you can kind of see him move around. You can see him play in the slot. And for a tall guy, he's got the range and the ability that you like. But if you told me like, yeah, we I could do without Israel McQuamu, and I, I kind of feel like that maybe you're really not watching the game. Because yeah. I, I think there I think there's going to be a place for him. On this defense. I think they're going to figure out a role for him. Maybe in that sub package where we talk about the nickel, the dime, the five, six defensive backs coming on the field. This is where I think Israel McQuamu might be one of those guys, especially yeah. in the dime yeah. stuff. Here's the question that I would throw out there. Do you think Terrence Steele should be the starter at right tackle? If the answer is no, yeah. then, I go, oh, then I don't know that you're watching the games 
Like, I think you're living off of Tyron Smith's previous reputation and you're thinking he's still the same guy. Or you're thinking, well, he was good at right tackle last year. He wasn't. He was not good at right tackle really, last year. He really wasn't. Now, like, that's why I say I, I, I narrow it down to Terrence Steele starting at right tackle because I don't want to say if you think Tyron should start at left tackle still and Tyler Smith should play at left guard for now, I disagree with that. But I, it doesn't mean I can't talk football with you. If you just flat out think the tackles should be Tyron at right and Tyler at left, it's like, I don't know what you watched last year. And I, I don't know what you've seen that tells you that's the way it should be other than you're just going off of reputation and things like that. So that would be the one for me. A couple of the answers that we're getting here on the truckwreck.com fan text. Let's see what you think about these, Brian. Uh, first one, the Alec Medford special. Name the teams in each division. So they feel like if you can't name the teams in each division, they, they, they're they not going to be able to talk football with you. Uh, Cowboys question here. Does Dak actually suck or do you just hate the guy? I think I think there's a lot of sports hate going on there with Dak. Well, I, I don't think there's anything you could say negative about Dak as off the field or leadership or anything like that. What's his floor? If you were to rank the quarterbacks Why, in the NFL, what's his floor to you? Like top what? Oh, he's I think he's top eight quarterback. So would you say if somebody says he's, he's if somebody tries to argue he's outside the top fifteen, is that something that, you that, go, Okay, well yeah, I can't talk I can't, I can't talk, talk no, football I can't with talk, you. No, I can't. And, and that's where I think that we all have disagreements about where he ranks. I I would think it's silly to have him outside the top 10. If you have him outside, for me, the top 12, I'm like, you're really stretching to try and find 12 quarterbacks you could find that are better than I, him. I can't understand. I can't understand. I can understand. Okay. I can understand being critical of him. Mm-hmm. I can't understand the hate for him as a player. Yeah. Is that, I, does that I, no, make no, sense? I, no, I, I totally get it. I mean, if you want to be critical, and I I feel a lot of his shortcomings are due to his absolute overtrust in guys that let him down, like the Noah Browns, the you know Michael Gallup's. Mm-hmm. There were several guys, and he just kept saying, "You know what? I'm just going to keep throwing you the ball. I'm going to keep trusting that I'm throwing you the ball that it's going to work out." With Gallup, do you think? Do you think basically that that was something that should, like did did he have the right amount of trust in Michael Gallup pre injury and then when the guy came back and he maybe wasn't the same with after the ACL do you think it's possible that just Dak maybe didn't adjust quick enough or Dak went oh okay this isn't the same guy I developed trust with yeah that's I think that's the bigger issue I think that he I think he was happy to see thirteen back out on the field I don't think thirteen was ready to play. Last year, and I think Dak is. I think Dak is one of those guys that, if you're lined up in that huddle with him, he is going to find ways to get you the ball, and he didn't go away from that fast enough. Like Noah Brown and others. I mean, it, it should have been like just feed Schultz, feed Schultz, feed you know feed feed Lamb, feed Pollard if you can, you know. But he he should have he should have pivoted quicker away from those guys that were causing him turnovers. Next one here uh, we've got from the 281, uh, the people who always talk about how many criminals are on the Cowboys. That's kind of that's, an expired that, take. That is a, yeah, that, that is a, that that's one. You're, you know, that, the, that they're absolutely right. If you're just that. like, Oh, all they do is they have all oh, the yeah, crooks. Yeah. That's not, I if mean, they, I, they keep, they keep reverting back to the white house days. They, like they, had, this look, team, they had a bad stretch. They did no they doubt. absolutely had a bad stretch, but it, it's, 
I, I think it, it started to kind of turn around in the Garrett administration, and they've had far less problems with under the McCarthy administration. Here's a really interesting one from the 817. on, And we're talking about litmus test questions, like the questions you would ask a Cowboy fan that their answer would tell you if you feel like you can actually talk intelligently with them about football. The person who still blames Jerry for everything. That's very convenient to do. Because he's somebody who I, I think it was more relevant maybe 20 years ago than it is now. Absolutely. He very much delegates and submits to consensus. Yeah. I think he I think he will pull rank every now and then, but it's not a ton. I think there have been plenty of times in recent years where he has not agreed with what the consensus said, but the consensus said something. He went, I'm trusting you guys. We're doing it this way. Yeah. He, you know, he's, he is very, it's, it's almost low hanging fruit. Too, because it's the easiest thing when things go bad, it's easy to blame Jerry. It's it's a lot harder to really dig in and figure out. Well, wait a minute now, the offensive line coach doesn't really like this guy, or the running back coach is, you know, the whole thing with like, you know, Malik Davis and the things that we were learning about Malik. You know, everybody's like, why, you know, why weren't they playing Malik? Yeah. Why were they, what, what's the problem? Why, you know, Pollard goes down and 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 you know it's like. So you start blaming coaches, you know, and maybe you should have blamed the player a little bit. You know, if you really you dig in on things, but it's Jerry is the very low hanging fruit that you can blame everything on. Uh, next one here, five, seven, five. If someone still sees Ezekiel Elliott as a lead back in the NFL. Yeah. Do you think that's an expired take that makes it say, all right, you're kind of going off reputation there you know, than, than what the tape says about that player yeah i think that you can clearly but but man how about the times on fourth down on the goal line and they run pollard in there three straight times he gets stopped all three times and then what they do they knife zeke off the left side and you know he falls forward and gets in the end zone and you're kind of like okay that's that's not underrated that's not an underrated skill he has right there you know finding a way to finish forward when everyone else is getting stopped or knocked sideways or not getting any yards. 817, and I believe this is in reference to whenever there's a strong supporting cast, but it says when people say uh, anybody can play quarterback, they must have forgot the years after Troy. That was a rough time in my life. So whenever they say anybody can hey, win with the supporting cast. Trust me, I I was, I was lived that whole thing with, with after Troy. You know, I, I would have just, trust me, I would have done anything. In this day and age, the way that you're able to kind of get quarterbacks and like high caliber quarterbacks and you know man if i'd still probably be in the nfl if that was if we still were able to get guys like they have today you get aaron Rodgers, you know my gosh i'd have you know tell them what i would have done to get a guy like aaron Rodgers to help us after aikman 817 the romo was a bad quarterback guy or the romo was a choke artist guy romo mm-hmm. carried uh some bad teams at times uh, that's that's also one that like look I mean I make anything Romo is probably a take that I'm, you, I make jokes about Romo yeah. a lot but like I mean absolutely like Romo got far too much hate and became incredibly underrated I think during his playing career there are things that he deserved sure there, there are things that he clearly deserved if Romo was ever the leader of of Dak Prescott it, that he he would have there would have been that that team would have been probably a lot different yeah, like I so yeah, outstanding player, but I don't feel like that Tony became very much him and Jason Witten. It was a very very small group and clicky. The, yeah, very clicky. And then all of a sudden, 2016, Dak comes in and and Romo's trying to have a 
like, oh, well, hey, let's have a party at my house and all that. And the guys in the room are looking at each other like, whoa, wait a minute, when did this all start? Yeah. You know? Dak, Dak is, the leadership qualities of Dak are rare. And if Romo ever had those, man, I think he would be even high, more highly respected in uh, by fans because this, he didn't have the leadership qualities that Dak has. This is something we talk about sometimes on the morning show with Sean and RJ because people always default, obviously, to the leadership qualities with Dak. And I know that Sean and RJ's argument is they say, it's like talking about a girl and you say, uh, well, she has a great personality. What yeah. you're saying is she's not pretty. That's what that's what Sean and RJ say. It's like when you talk about the leadership. But he part. doesn't play pretty. So, that's the thing about it. But, he's not a pretty player. He makes mistakes and he's aggressive and he, and he, you know, and to a fault, to a fault. I mean, a lot of his undoing happens to be because he trusts people around him. He trusts these receivers. He trusted Kellen Moore, you know. Now, they, now they've got rid of guys. They, he trusted Doug Nussmeyer. They got rid of him. You oh, know? Nussmeyer. That was, yeah. I think that was the one. So you've been around enough rooms. I feel like every quarterback in the NFL needs somebody in the room who can tell them, sit down and shut up. Exactly. And Nussmeyer was Dak's sit down and shut up guy. Yeah. And not that Dak's an incredibly difficult player or anything like that. I don't, I don't want to say anything like that. But quarterbacks obviously sometimes oh, get frustrated. Settle down. And they, and yeah. Doug yeah. Nussmeyer yeah. was the guy that Dak respected and said, all right, Nuss, all right, yeah, you're right. I need to calm down. Yeah. I, or, or, yeah, all right, yeah. you're, you're right. I, yeah. I'm, I need to the just sit down. The voice of reason. You need a voice of reason in the, in the, in the room. Every quarterback needs it. Yeah. I, I mean, that was something that, you know, when Brady loses his mind or when, when a quarterback starts going off, it was, it's that famous clip of uh, Peyton Manning going after uh, Jeff, Jeff Saturday. Saturday. yeah. And I, I think it was... Who was it? Was the it a tackle that really the real good tackle? Seventy eight. Yeah, uh, was it Tariq Glenn? My, it, yeah, it's Tariq yeah, Glenn. And it was so Glenn. he got up and he's like, sit. And immediately yeah. he's like, all right, all right. He's like, all right, I'm calm. I'm calm. Like you need somebody on the. T- yeah. And that was Nussmeyer. Nussmeyer yeah. was the guy who would say that. I, I think that that was a bit of a mistake there. But uh, bringing that all back, Romo, absolutely. I think the was Romo a good player? Whenever yes. anybody says he was a bad quarterback, it's like, okay, no, really you're, you're good following player. you're following lazy narratives yeah. that don't add up to the reality at all. Good player and questionable leader, as far as his teammates believed. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast, the Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.